the whole world gone crazy! Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Welcome to the Lowbrow Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Danielle. It wouldn't be uh, a show here if we didn't. Uh, this is our second or third take. Third ish. We were having. We're back on the uh, microphones instead of the iPhones, so we kind of forgot about how to do some of that a little bit. So it's been a few tries now, but we're. Uh, I think. I think we got it. Yeah, we're good to go. Um, yeah, this week we're going to be talking about this week. This episode we're going to be talking about. That's technically this week. Yeah. Give yourself a break. It's today, um, <laughs> right now, ta- in the present. We're going to be talking about uh, Stranger Things, a uh, ne- new Netflix series, uh, Suicide Squad, and UFC 202. In that order. So first, we'll be talking about Stranger Things, and. Um, Did you want to do some social media stuff? Yeah, why not? Uh, you can follow us on tw- follow us on Twitter at Lowbrow Podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook if, I mean, I will post stuff up there occasionally. It's uh, go to Facebook and uh, look up the Lowbrow Podcast. You can like us there. Um, working on the Instagram, but um, I don't post too frequently there yet. No, but, yeah, we're kind of Instagramming and figuring out how we want to do that. And uh, I kind of have like my own thing going on and um, you're kind of taking over the Lowbrow uh, version of that, so we'll we'll get it going. Yeah, let's see. What we could Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Did you want to talk about what uh, what you've been watching lately? Oh yeah. Um, well, Alex has been ignoring me and getting his master's degree. Um, <laughs> I've been. I'm, that's a joke for anyone that took that seriously. It sounded like some heavy, like deep <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was more trying to be kind of like you know, like oh well, while Alex is ignoring me and like obtaining his life goals <laughs> like because it's funny because it's like you're not ignoring me but anyway someone that doesn't know us probably thought that was like some weird like ooh, are they in trouble thing um but <laughs> <laughs> like wow this, is, this relationship <laughs> the podcast must have taken a toll um <laughs> but i've been watching orphan black um in my spare time so that is a show that originally um, I think it's Canadian and it, you know, aired on BBC something or other. Um, and it's been out since I think, uh, 2013 and it's in the fifth or sixth season. Um, but it's about, it's kind of like a thriller suspense, um, cloning kind of a deal. I really like it. Um, and a cloning. Com- cloning. Yeah. So the actress Tatiana something or other, um, she plays like all these different roles. Like I think it's well right now in the current season it's about six different characters so that's pretty cool um Mm. and she does a really good job it's not like hokey or anything like that i kind of when i first like was reading the description or people were telling me about it i was like okay cloning like uh i don't know about this but it's it's good it's like a lot of like crime kind of mixed in with you know uh like the science behind the cloning and all that kind of stuff so definitely very good i would recommend it it's one of those seasons where i think it's gotten or one of those shows that i think it's gotten better as the uh seasons have progressed i'm on season three right now um and i would recommend it i know it's it's one that you probably are not going to catch up on anytime soon i'm pretty deep into it but it's it's good and that's on amazon prime that i'm watching that yeah, it's funny, as you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, we re- actually just uh, watched all the episodes of Netflix's The Characters, which is a show that um, mm. 
I think we had both been kind of like overlooking. It's been out since March. Yep. And it's um, each, each episode, episode is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Each episode they take a um, kind of like an up and coming comedian, and it seems like it's kind of it's sketch comedy where they play all the characters, but each episode seems to be like specifically directed um, for that particular comedian. Yeah. So it's um, there's no like real formula to the show. It's just each episode is tailored to that person. Um, yeah. I think both of our favorite episode was the John Early episode. I think so. Yeah, and I had no idea. Our other second one was Lauren um, Lapkus. I don't know if I'm saying that right. We knew about her. She's um, the uh, she's the the meek guard in Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Um, and then but John Early, I was like, who are you? You're really funny. <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, definitely, definitely has like a weird twist to it. Like they're not like, hey, so I was at the grocery store the other day, like each um we, we we definitely liked certain comics in there um you know natasha specials. rothwell i thought was yeah good. but it's, it's definitely like on the weirder end for everyone so it's definitely something to check out and they're some of them are like 30 minutes some are 40 so reasonable yeah they have some clips um online so if you just want to watch like a sketch and see if like it, it, it's kind of like up your alley like if um i'd say like if you like maybe kids in the hall or um, yeah that's a good one so, um, yeah, there's characters, and we actually, we also just watched um, Bo, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, yeah, Make Happy, I think is the name of it, it's his Netflix special. Um, again, one that we had kind of overlooked, but we were in, like, a comedy, like, not really trying to pay attention, right, you know, and we were just put it on, and it was uh, very funny, kind of reminded both of us of Andy Samberg a little bit. Um, darker. Definitely darker, and just a little bit more, like, uh you know, performancey, like where he sings and kind of incorporates a bunch of stuff. So I would, I would check that out too. Yeah, a little bit of like Andy Samberg. I also got like a little bit of uh, Zach Galifianakis. I, I haven't learned to pronounce his name yet, but like he, a lot of his like stand up incorporated yeah. songs and stuff like that. But like, yeah. if I explain to you like, oh, check out this comedian, he like does a lot of songs, you'd be like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, but it's it's actually really good. It's very dark. It's yeah, very, and uh, very, like, I mean, he's younger, so very kind of, like, geared towards that, I think, a little bit. Yeah. All right, yeah, so that's just, like, a quick uh, catch-up on what we've been watching. So we're a little distracted. We have a, a neighbor downstairs who um, does, like, interval training on her treadmill. She's, like, a compulsive exerciser person, which I can't really relate to less. Um, <laughs> and, um, it, it's gotten to the point where it was like very annoying, but now it's just kind of like, Jesus, like, this is like all she's got. So, um, we just, we kind of live with it, but it can be distracting. Yeah. Um, very unstable. Yeah. There, there's a lot going on down there that, uh, we've only scratched the surface. Of. Yeah. We have, uh, we haven't talked about it in the past on the podcast, but I think by but Bo, Bur Bo Burnham has like inspired <laughs> me to just like air out all like the weird shit. It's, it's distracting because it's definitely happened multiple times when we're recording. Um, and it just kind of, it's something you, there's not going to be a time where it's not happening. <laughs> so we just have to kind of go with it. And now is, uh, I guess as good of a time as any. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess enough about that. <laughs> Back on track. Um, Stranger Things, um, is a Netflix series that I, I'm assuming that, uh... You've heard of, or you've seen the text, or, like, you've, you've, you've had mention of it some way or another, if you're on the, uh, internet. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a, um, definitely a, um, like a Spielberg-inspired, uh, miniseries did you say it's a miniseries it's like eight episodes so yeah ish american miniseries maybe 
Yep, uh, Star uh, Winona Ryder is the biggest name, um, but it's about a small town and a kid goes missing, and there's a lot of weird shit going on with the government and uh, possibly aliens. Mm-hmm. And um, that's about as far as it goes without getting into spoilers. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Um, definitely, even like the poster for it was um, very much in the style. Um, I didn't look up the guy's name before him, but there's uh, an old artist who did like all the Indiana Jones posters, mm-hmm. and it definitely kind of had that. It feels feel like to nostalgic it. to that like kind of time um, that like all the just kind of, and like kind of like the kid nature of it. I feel like yeah, um, it, it hit a lot of the like typical '80s beats, I guess, mm. um, in a way that like still allowed the story to be completely surprising yeah so like i feel like a lot of like the scene by scene stuff like okay here's a point where they get interrupted or hey guys about to walk in with a gun that stuff was all predictable but the overall story i didn't really know where it was going until it got there yeah probably i would say my favorite um part of the show was the character 11 i thought that was like one of the more interesting science fiction characters that i've seen in a long time um played by millie bobby brown and um I don't know, I just really like this character, especially because we're going to talk about Harley Quinn in a minute, and it just felt like this just, like, kind of polar opposite of how you can, like, write a, a uh, character, how you can write, like, a female protagonist in in any year, really. Um, but uh, um, just, her, just her acting, I thought was great. I thought that she did a very good job, um, you know, going from kind of... Because well, she's playing a kid and she, and, and in kind of these strange circumstances, um, so she, at times she was scared, but at times she was just like really badass. And I, I thought she kind of hit, you know, her, she had this very like kind of terrifying face. Like when she has telekinesis, I guess. That's yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, she, I thought she was the stronger, one of the stronger parts of the, the, um, the show. And I just, I thought her character was really interesting. I loved how she like interacted with like the, um, like the other main group of characters are these like kind of like D&D nerd um, boys. Um, so, um, for me, this is a show that, uh, um, was so heavily hyped by, um, you know, just everyone, everybody that, uh, I, I kind of like was resistant to like it. I think the first couple episodes I was like, I don't know what the big fucking deal is about the show, but it's, it's one that I was able to kind of like gradually settle into and, uh, really enjoy. Yeah. I would say the same. I think, um, I liked it maybe a little bit less, but I definitely, um, enjoyed it kind of as it unfolded. So I guess that's it for Stranger Things. And I had a feeling going in that like, because um, I didn't really plan the conversation. I was like, yeah, we both kind of liked it. Yeah, I uh, feel like there's a lot of people that um, have kind of talked about it at length already. So I, I don't know that I have that much more to add. Besides, if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. Yeah, I think my biggest interest was just in the comparison of how like they wrote the Eleven character and mm-hmm. how it interacted with the boys um, when compared to Harley Quinn. Yeah. So I guess when we get to Harley Quinn, I'll, I'll bring that back up. Okay. Suicide Squad. Now, here's a movie um, that we both walked away from um, saying, like, ah, that wasn't bad. But, like, if you we talk about really it... really bad expectations, though. Very low. 
Um, and if I talk about it, like, I can't logically explain how, like, it was good in any way, even though, like, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but if you talk about it for more than five minutes, it just falls apart. I would say so, yeah. Like, I, I think we both, like, went into it kind of being like, all right, like, this is kind of like a Saturday morning, like, deal. Like, if, you know, it's probably not going to be very good, we'll go about our day um, after it. And I think we were both kind of like, all right, I was, you know, entertained, I guess, for most of the time and there's things that could have been a lot better um things that i thought were pretty decent um but it, it was just it it was better than i thought it was going to be which was you know still probably like c territory suicide squad was the trailer of the summer yeah <laughs> i think that's that's really the trailer um, was very good and uh, I, I didn't know until, like, after we'd saw it, I heard it, there were some, you know, kind of, like, um, behind-the-scenes issues with the movie, but I guess um, the original uh, did so poorly in front of test audiences that they hired the company that made um, that first trailer, the one with Bohemian Rhapsody, mm -hmm. um, to recut the movie. And I think the movie was recut multiple times, um, which would explain why it was kind of like a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, why they, you know, reintroduce characters multiple times and, like, why it felt like a series of music videos. Um, of hot Topic music videos. Hot Topic music videos. <laughs> um, should we just talk about Joker real quick? I sure. feel like that, that was, like, the because that was, like, the big question going in was, like, Jared Leto's yeah. Joker. Um, he, like, we heard all these stories about how he, like, went crazy behind the scenes and he was, you know, sending dead pigs to mm -hmm. fellow cast members and whatever. Um and we all know, like, Joker um, is a, kind of like a, um iconic character, and uh, uh, we knew we weren't getting Heath Ledger. That, like, I, yeah, I went, like, no I'm, one really no, expected not getting that. Heath Ledger. <laughs> um, what do you think? <laughs> I, I, we both know, we've, we've talked about this before, Ian, but what did you think of Jerry Leto's Joker? Um, I, I think, to me... Again, I'm not like super um, enveloped in this universe, and but what I like about the Joker character in previous, you know, uh, versions of that character is just kind of like the craziness, um, the kind of like insane quality, um, like also being kind of a jerk, but just kind of more like on the insane crazy end. And I felt like Jared Leto was just kind of like a self-absorbed, like jerk character. There was and there was less crazy. I didn't really believe that part of it. Yeah. He wasn't a clown. No, uh. he was just kind of like a dude that like liked guns and like <laughs> being really like hot topic stylish yeah kind of like a hot topic sociopath yeah uh, with with dyed hair um uh, and, and like a grill i guess yeah <laughs> and uh, kind of like my feeling on comic book movies um and we kept, we've mentioned this before um but uh um, neither one of us are really big like i like comic books for the most part um, I'm usually, I, I like more image books than Marvel and DC, um, comic book movies, unless it's like Dark Knight or something like that, like generally aren't my thing. Um, so that just know that going in. Um, I also feel that if you are not invested in a particular, like the DC universe, like you shouldn't, you should still be able to enjoy a movie. That's kind of like the, the job of the filmmakers is to take something and, and present a film version that you can enjoy. And I think that's what, um, you know, that the, the Dark Knight and Batman, like that whole, um, trilogy did a great job of and um, Suicide Squad just kind of felt like they were just trotting out characters that were supposed to be familiar and they kind of introduced them um, all right 
So let's talk about the main plot, um, which revolved around, well, the Suicide Squad and Will Smith's character and um, the Enchantress. Mm, the Enchantress. Who played the Enchantress? I have it right in front of me. And Kara, I diva, la, 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 friends with the Kardashians model from uh, the UK. Yeah. So the movie begins, they they present this like rogues gallery of like all these like DC villains um, and and they introduce the Enchantress and I remember thinking like right from the beginning like I kind of hope that like the Enchantress isn't like a big part of this story because it's kind of like she would in in, um, they have this model and like this this spirit lives in her body it just kind of like seemed kind of like hokey and supernatural Um, and it turned out to be like basically like the plot of the movie was the Enchantress and this like really bad actress. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, part of the reason why I'm not super drawn to like more quote comic book or like that kind of realm of stuff sometimes is like the supernatural part. And that's actually why like when I first heard the thing of like Orphan Black, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know like how I feel about that. I'm, I definitely like kind of like the more like realistic kind of stuff. And I think that's why like when the trailer came out and everything like that for Suicide Squad, I'm like, okay, cool. Like they're just like, you know, um, bad people kind of, they're not like super powery as much, you know what I mean? So the fact that like a lot of the plot was based off of this, you know, enchantress kind of supernatural side of things kind of just, it could have gone one direction and it went the complete opposite direction I wanted it to. Yeah, I feel like whenever in a movie there's like a supernatural like kind of thing that, thing that's about to destroy the earth and like they have to stop it, it kind of feels like you don't, like the, the filmmakers like at any point can just like end the problem. It doesn't feel like yeah. that. Because it's not real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, whereas if you compare that to, and I'm going to bring up something that involves the Joker, um, um, Dark Knight, like the problem is uh, like a sociopath but like a, a um, not like a Jared Leto, like a, this, this crazy like the problem is one hundred percent created by like the Joker and kind of the chaos that um, uh, ensues when he's kind of let loose and he kind of creates these situations that like Batman has to navigate. And I think um, for me, I'm just like way more interested and way more um, scared. I uh, think of humans. I think humans are like yeah. the, the scariest thing on the uh, on the face of the earth. So I always. Well, yeah, it's like when she's like doing like the enchantress thing. It's like, I mean, I'm not gonna like run into this like ancient enchantress bitch. Like, it's not gonna thing that's not a thing that's gonna happen to me. I could run into like a Will Smith character that's like a trained assassin. I could run into that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, why why do I care about this? What was that like? I'm gonna pee my pants dance that she was doing like when she was like, oh, kind of like. Yeah, she's also. I I knew that she was gonna be a part of it, like when the trailer came out. But I assumed that she was gonna have a very small part of it because she's. I I guess she's like trying to be like a um, actress now, but I mean she's uh, like a model, so she. I'm I'm sure she's a fine person, but like she's not really like an actress that can hold together like a movie at this point in her career. So I kind of was a little. Uh, I, I don't know why they chose to include so much of that. Yeah. All right. Um, before I get into Harley Quinn, um, it's what did what did you like about this movie? Can you try? Because I, I feel like I'm, that's the hardest. I'm like, what did I like about? It? Oh shit! Like I don't know. I walked away from it. and I was like, that wasn't bad, but I can't like really put my finger on like what it was that um, I enjoyed about it. Um, I mean, I th- I think like I enjoyed 
like I'm really like no like even like Harley Quinn and like Joker like I had like kind of understandings of them like maybe the Joker more than any other character but I didn't really have any knowledge of like any of the other characters so I think part of like the you know entertainment that I felt or like the you know not checking my phone 10 times that like happened when I was watching it was more just kind of like I was like learning you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was more kind of like, oh, okay, like this person's this person. Like I had to kind of like pay attention in that sense. Like it wasn't like a okay, like Batman, like he's good, Joker bad. Like you know what I mean? Like there was things that like I wasn't aware of. Um, so I, I think that was like a big part of it, um, and just kind of like figuring out like you know what character would do what and like if that was portrayed or not. Yeah, I think like antiheroes are kind of. Tradi- usually more fun to watch yeah, a film. And definitely. that this was a film based on like anti-heroes, even though yeah. they didn't do much much villainous stuff. No, that's true. Um, I think a lot of the film uh, it comes down to was, um, was it Margot Robbie? Is that yep. her name? Um, who played Harley Quinn. And um, like, I feel like the Harley Quinn character was great and it was like, had very little to do with like how it was written. Um, I think she just did a good job. She did a great job. And like, maybe it was like shot well, um, but basically, this was um, a character that could have easily have been like a throwaway, and um, it ended up kind of like she was just she was the most entertaining thing on screen. I think like whenever yeah, she was on I there. Agree. Um, that said, um, kind of puzzled as to um, I think that uh, um, the way that the Harley Quinn character. Um, was written was kind of interesting when you compare it to like Eleven from Stranger and, Things. From Stranger yeah. Things, um, in that, um, all right. Here, here's the premise of what I'm going to say. Um, um, there are a lot of young men who grow up and don't know how to relate to girls. There are two different ways that they can then grow up. Um, the first is the let's call it the Stranger Things approach, where like you kind of like. Um, you maybe you know meet a meet someone who's as strange as weird as you or like an outsider and you kind of like go learn, the friend zone way you go the friend zone way or you just kind of like um you'd be like oh, okay well really this is another person so i don't have to actually be like that terrified of it and you kind of go that way yeah and you have like things in common that you like and all that kind of stuff and you, yeah you just kind of like get real the second approach, let's call it the Suicide Squad approach, is when you just decide, like, I will never be able to relate to these people. And, like, you, people do this, like, all the time. Like, people will, you know, guys will grow up to be, to be men who get married and, like, raise their own children and still have no fucking idea how to, how to talk to or relate to women. And you end up with, like, this weird, like, Harley Quinn character. And it felt like, um, to me, that was written as, like, oh, this is, like, the ideal girlfriend. She's, like, crazy and she's hot and, like... Danielle's nodding. Yeah. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just waiting for more. Yeah. Um, so um, despite that, um, uh, Margot Robbie still turned that into like a very watchable character. But like when you like talk b- about it for more than a second, you're like, wait, what's her superpower? Is like that like guys want to fuck her? Yeah, basically. Um, which And that she like can fight, I guess. Which they never explain. Um but then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, her power is guys want to fuck her. Isn't that like the plot to Game of Thrones? True. Yeah. I mean, da- Daenerys, I guess, has a little bit more like, oh, I'm, you know, she's like a strategist or, you know, she, she has like certain things, like, you know, she has dragons. That helps. Um, so I think there's a little bit more substance there. But yeah, basically. Imagine Margot Robbie as Daenerys Targaryen. 
yeah, I think she would probably make a more interesting character of it. Um, but yeah, I guess like I definitely agree with what you're saying. I guess I was like kind of nodding at you because I'm like, yeah, like that's kind of like what happens. Yeah. Like it, it like it's just kind of like I think Margot Robbie did a good job. I think she's a good actress. Um, I've liked her in, in other stuff that she's done, you know, before this. And I think she kind of took with what she could take from it and, you know, made it the best it can be. But I mean, basically that character is just like you said, it's just an attractive kind of like, ooh, she can like fight. But then she can also be like, you know, the wife and the, uh, you know, have the kids and the white picket fence and all that kind of stuff. Which is which? Um, I'm kind of like, yep. That's like how. That's supposedly how women are supposed to be. Yeah, I guess this is like the uh, when you have like um, like white straight dudes like me who are like raised by like liberals, um, but like we'll just kind of like go through life and like occasionally be like, oh my god, there's a lot of like misogyny. Yeah. And like, people, like, like, hey, Daniel that guy wasn't like, very nice to you. Be like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like whatever. that's a thing. <laughs> like that is a thing. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like I guess less surprising to me. Um, but it definitely feels like they could have really gone like the Stranger Things route with it and like really taken this Harley Quinn character and made her just, you know, even more just kind of badass, like just because she's a badass, not because she's like this idealized wom- woman who can be, you know, like a lady in the street, like freaking the bed, whatever yeah. that stupid phrase is. Um, but like, you know, the best of both worlds, like, you know, get a chick that can do both kind of a thing. Yeah. And if you're getting like riled up right now, listening to this, just know that like neither one of us are like, uh, social justice warriors, which I just found out is like a thing that people are like, we like a brand ambassador, but for social justice, it yeah, sounds okay. like that weird made up title. Yeah. Uh, but like people who will go on and like check people's privilege and shit like that. Oh uh, like <laughs> yeah. Typically yeah, like I, um, I'm fine with, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's like I wasn't like, oh, man, like, you know, I wasn't like offended or anything like that. So I'm like, well, yeah, it's a superhero movie like written by mainly like white male dudes. So, you know, um, it's kind of like part so of I'm the like, course. Well, that's of course, that's how they're going to portray it. But it seems like not even from like a social justice angle, but just from like a the like a, a good story writing angle, yeah. like yeah. you can write if you just kind of like go the extra mile you can write like actually interesting characters and just make it more fun to watch which is what they did in stranger things i thought with 11 yeah um or if you want to use the game of thrones thing i think cersei lannister is like mm. maybe one of the most underrated characters Arya, on the show yeah um are are well everyone yeah but she she stands out but yeah definitely cersei's kind of like underrated um Arya, yeah Arya stark everyone loves Arya stark yeah and she doesn't need to be like you know and i guess sansa's like as of late, a little less, like, annoying and chicky. But, you know, they definitely do a decent job on that show of kind of uh, not yeah. making it just the standard formula. The uh, uh, the direction they went with Harley Quinn was a bit confusing because on one hand you have um, Jared Leto. He kind of, like, tortures her and, like, manipulates her, which I guess some of the... the I mean, you shouldn't rely too much on source material anyway if you're making a movie because it's a movie, but... um. Like, on one hand, he, like, manipulates her and turns her into, like, he has this, like, weird, like, abusive mind control thing going. Um, But uh, there are other points in the movie where they were presenting him, like, oh, they're, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. And I wasn't sure which direction they were going with it. And then maybe that some of that had to do with the editing. Yeah, I I didn't really know um, which which part of that was, like, supposed to be the highlight. Yeah, and, and, like, on what, like... 
it seemed like for a while they were going like, oh, they're like the king and queen of evil in Gotham. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually like okay with that angle. But if that's like, the angle you're going with, yeah. But then like at the end, they have the the enchantress. She's like putting them like, you know, each trying to distract like each of the main characters by like looking at their like idealized world. And hers is like she's married to the Joker and they have kids and they have a normal life. And it's just like you basically undermine like everything that's cool about Harley Quinn by revealing that or, like her innermost um, desires. To yeah, just... it's like weird that like someone that was like a, you know, just like a normal person working as a psychologist, you know, but then chose to like take this really big risk and chance and like kind of completely change her life upside down and like live this completely like double life, you know what I mean? And like be the Joker's sidekick would then, you know, in the end be like, well, I actually just want a normal life again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Yeah, and, and like setting aside like how she learned to like beat the shit out of Navy SEALs and become this old, okay, that's fine. That's, you yeah. know, comic book movie. That's fine. Uh, it was just, I th- felt a little disappointing and um, I, I thought that uh, just writing a bit, be- like just a little bit better um, character because um, it, it felt like she, she would like really did a great job and I would have liked to have seen them do something a little bit more. Um, I'd like to see them do a Harley Quinn movie and have someone else write it, but have her play Harley Quinn. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. So I guess that's it for... Su- Maybe you could call Suicide Squad... Um, I mean, obviously, it's like a C. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's not It's not like awful, awful, but it's definitely... I guess, you know, our... We were going to see it, though. That's <laughs> We were. Yeah, we were going to see it, and I think like the premise of it is something that like we really both you know, could have liked. And that's kind of what I I said before is like, they could have gone a few different ways with it. Unfortunately, like maybe it was editing, maybe it was, I don't know, but, um, they kind of went the route that like, I think we were least interested in, but that being said, it was still like a premise that we were both interested in. Yeah. There's a certain charm to like doing something with uh, the antiheroes. So hopefully, um, they do a better job with it. Uh, next go out, which I'm, I'm sure something's happening. Something's in the works. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care enough to uh, pay attention. <laughs> we'll to find that. out eventually. So last but not least, and we are recording this on uh, the day after UFC 202, which was headlined by um, our, our, we'd say, favorite of the show, um, Nate Diaz. We'd say maybe Nick and Nate Diaz are probably like the official fighters of the Lowbrow Podcast. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they're our dudes. So um, yeah, Nate uh, lost a, a um, five-round decision to Conor McGregor. Um, we had a little bit, I wouldn't say it was a heated conversation, Um we had, no, we, had, we had a slight, I guess, disagreement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, accurate. I, I scored it um, three rounds to two for... Um, keep in mind, I was wearing a, a Diaz Brothers shirt as I was watching it, but like in the moment, I said, like, I feel like Connor won three out of the three out of the five rounds. And I thought it should have been a draw. Should have, but yeah. Um, and the scorecards are online, but um, um, there was, uh, I guess, yeah, first round I clearly went to Connor. Second round, I scored it for Connor, but um, um, kind of Nate had a late surge. And third round, Connor gassed out, and Nate just beat the shit out of him. 
four. And that's the where I thought it should have been like the ten eight round, which would have made it the draw. Which like I can't like I I wouldn't argue like too strenuously against. Um, in the, kind of in the moment, and I know that's how they have to judge it. I was like, okay, Nate won that round. Um, I would I would want to watch it again, I guess, to see like how close he was to being finished at the end. Cause... I think kind of, and that's kind of where we were like getting in our slightly like heated um, discussion. <laughs> I guess you can call it. Um, is that to me, it felt like Nate was very close to finishing the fight. Um, and at no point did I feel like Connor was like at that level, like at no point did I think like, oh, like Nate was going to be put away by Connor. And I felt like in that third round, like big John was like over them, kind of like Nate hitting him in the face. Like, you know, there was like seconds left and he was kind of like, am I going to call it? Am I going to let the round, you know, time out? So I felt like it was like very, very close. And to me, I guess that's like a little bit more, um, you know, where I would get that kind of 10-8 score. Like if if you're that close, which I felt like he was, but maybe rewatching he wasn't, but it felt like he was almost like a few punches away from, you know, uh, knocking Connor out. I think they should do more 10-8 rounds anyway. I think that would like allow for better scoring, but kind of at the, mo- at the moment, I was like, okay, Nate got that round. Um, fourth round, um, Connor kind of got back into it. Fifth round, I thought, went for Nate. Um, kind of. I, I guess the, the the crux of our disagreement wasn't so much um, um, like the winner or because or, I, honestly, I would I would have been fine with a draw. I thought Connor won it. Um, I guess it was how much credit we give to uh, uh, Connor McGregor uh, in light of this victory or uh, <laughs> uh, asterisk victory. Yeah, and I I, th- I think it's not like to the extent of like where I would put an asterisk next to Dan- Daniel Cormier as like the champion. It's not like that. I don't feel that strongly about it. Where you know in that scenario, I'm like, well, John Jones is way better than you, or I don't know anything like that. I feel like you know Connor won. Um, I just it's. I knew that, like, with Connor winning, it was going to be kind of like, all right, well, like, all the things that, like, you know, people were questioning about Connor, like, were answered. And, like, I don't feel like they were really as answered. You know what I mean? Like, I what, thought, what do you think was not addressed? Just out of curiosity. Um, I mean, I, I guess, like, you'd have to do it, like, each one by one. I just don't feel like it was, like, a, I guess, like, an overall, like really strong victory like you know what i mean like it, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't like a decisive, decisive. like to me like nate's fight went at you know 198 or whatever it was um i thought that was like decisive it was just like okay well, on the ground obviously nate wins and he just won that fight i feel like this fight it was like okay like one more second or a few more seconds nate could have put him away standing um, and they never even got a chance to go on the ground, and Nate would win there too. So that being said, Connor had really good takedown defense. I, we've never really seen him be that good with that. So I think that was answered, but none of like the ground game. Like I think is he gets on the ground and like it's over. So I guess that's like a non-answered thing. Yeah, um, I think he he made it so that didn't happen. So good job, he did that. Yeah, I think that the. Um... For me, the, the the big question, and like I was kind of grading Connor's performance not so much on a like, oh, does he win decisively, but like, does he like get the floor mopped with him again? Okay. And the fact that yeah. he didn't, I was like, all right, he showed improvement. Um, yeah. I think the the fact that he, the stylistically it was a bad matchup for him. Um, the fact that he was able to shift tactics and fight in a way that Connor McGregor doesn't usually fight was yeah. what impressed me the most because I there were points where they like it looked like he, he was he was running away from him. Yes, he was. Yeah, he would, like, turn tail and kind of run away. And, like, 
look in at a, the clock. It, you're kind of resetting position, basically, and like trying to get back to a place where you think... It, I, I, you, that's not how Conor McGregor typically likes to fight. He's a guy who's in love with his power and likes to... Um, to kind of like you know bull to you know hunt for that hunt for that knockout. Um, so the fact that he was able to kind of shift tactically um, impressed me, and it told me that like okay maybe in basically it told me that uh, he's not someone who kind of like cowers in the face of adversity. And well, I, I may be comparing it to like Ronda Rousey, who like lost one fight and has disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I th- well, she's still doing like Jean ads and stuff. I wouldn't say face off the earth, but um, <laughs> Com- the competitive earth. Yeah, I'm just, just making a joke, but um, yeah, I, I think like I don't disagree with you with that. I think he definitely showed a lot of restraint and just like the way they fought, and he fought very smart. And I mean, this is really the first time and the first fight that he's trained for that he actually trained for an opponent like previously to this he was very you know his his game was very much like i just train they're and all I'm just, the same yeah you know i just try and be in the best shape and like give myself you know as ready as possible for any and all opponent you know on the face of the earth um and then after you know losing to nate last time he was you know he brought in people that had nate's build you know he was very clear about he was training for nate diaz um and i think that definitely showed because up to that he was just training just to train because he's just going to be the best version of conor mcgregor that he could be um so i I think that being tactical about it the way that he wasn't training the way he did definitely showed that going forward that's probably the way to go for him because it worked yeah, I'm happy that he's not a flash in the pan, and that's the real, like, I was rooting for Diaz because I'm gonna fucking root for Diaz every time, but, like, I, um, the idea of having Connor kind of, like, have this, like, me, this, this huge ride, and then just, like, fall the fuck apart was, like, especially given the fact that we just lost John Jones and Ronda Rousey, I was like, ah. Oh, yeah, hopefully John Jones will be back soon, but yeah. We'll see, yeah. Um, but so no, when, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, he's, he's, it's definitely, it showed last night that, you know, he's someone that, uh, if he wants to, uh, could kind of stick around for a while um, because he can kind of know when to be a little bit humble and know when to, um, you know, maybe go for the decision if if the knockout isn't there. Yeah, and if he doesn't vacate the belt or fight Jose Aldo next, like all that shit goes out the window for me. Um, but that's 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 another podcast maybe. Um, just to run down the card real quick. Um, uh, I thought overall it was pretty entertaining. Like every it was a good card, yeah. Every 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 uh, oh, every two hundred. <laughs> yeah, t- uh, it, <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember people kind of leading up to it were like, "Oh, this is going to be like the real UFC 200." Um, Anthony Johnson knocked the shit out of Glover Teixeira. Um, Donald Cerrone with a um, a nice TKO victory at welterweight, and Joe Rogan spent all this time talking about how like Cerrone's kind of reinvented himself at welterweight. So um, what does Cerrone do? He immediately grabs the mic and calls out the lightweight champion. <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm not going to say it this way. I know Dana doesn't want him going down again, but yeah, it's pretty funny. It's just very Cerrone of him to kind of just be like, yeah, no, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah, if Nick and Nate Diaz are like the official, like our guys, then um, Cerrone's like, uh, he's on the team. Yeah, oh, definitely. You want, you want a wild man like that on your team? Yeah, he's he's the wild card. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, then um, uh, Mike Perry. That was just such a fast. Like I barely even kind of. I think we got ice cream at that point too, right? Oh, that's right. We went out for ice cream because <laughs> we wanted to make sure that we were gonna have a sugar rush to stay up, which we did. Yeah. Um. And then there was the Tim Means fight as well. Um, Cody Garbrandt. What's that? Cody that, Garbrandt. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get. I, I um Cody Garbrandt with a um uh. uh 
TKO in um, 48 seconds. 48 seconds. Yeah, um, fairly short order, and then kind of called out Dominic Cruz, and they, these two have been joined. Dominic Cruz loves it. He's just he's like, all right, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, Garbrandt is an is an alpha male guy, so that's like the obvious storyline. Um, I think the one thing that kind of gets lost in this is the fact that T.J. Dillashaw like absolutely deserves the next sh- uh, shot at the title. Probably should have gotten it before Uriah Faber. Um, I would agree. Yeah, he's kind of gotten shit on. I don't like I and I was really rooting for the Dominic Cruz uh, comeback. Uh, we were actually at the fight that he beat mm-hmm. Dillashaw, and I would not have been all mad if um, Dillashaw got the decision. I felt like it was a very close fight. It was, and um, it feels like Dillashaw has kind of been shot down the card, and it's kind of bullshit. But um, he's not like a um, what what do they say about Frankie? He's not like a he doesn't put people in the seats or like he's not self, a needle mover. Not a needle mover, which. He's just, he's not, I guess. Um, like, I, I personally, he I think he's a good fighter, um, but I, I don't really have any other kind of, like, investment in his personality or whatever, and I really like Dominic Cruz. So, you know, and that's because he's kind of a more outspoken, um, like, trash-talking kind of a guy. So, you know, it's definitely, I, I see where they're coming from, but it definitely feels like he kind of should have gotten, gotten a chance before. And, and Cody's like a, he's like a young, you know, kind of, he is outspoken. The fact that he's on, you know, alpha male and kind of like Dominic Cruz's, uh, you know, like enemy territory kind of a deal, like definitely the storyline and, and Cody's definitely like a fan favorite. He could be, Cody could be a star. He's got like, um, you know, he's, he's got the, the look, he's got the, um, the personality. Yeah. He's a, he's a good fighter. He's, he's like an exciting fighter too. He's won all, all of his wins are by knockout. Yeah, so he definitely, most of his wins are by knockout. Yeah, you can see why. Um, but I, I think that's probably going to be the fight before Dillashaw. Yeah, um, and I guess last but not least, poor Neil Magny, the guy. Like, I, I feel like he's deserved a welterweight uh, title shot like a couple of times over. Or I felt like he was at least getting there, and then Lorenz Larkin just kind of like tore through him. So, um, condolences to uh, Neil Magny. Hopefully, hopefully he'll bounce back. I think so. So I think that's going to be it for uh, this this week or this episode. Or yeah, I'm getting uh, kind of hungry, and <laughs> we've we've been going on for a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I thought the 202 car was good. I'm I'm glad that we uh, you know were able to stay up and <laughs> get through. And um, I'm sad about Nate, but I know that there's going to be a third fight. Oh shit! I knew there was something else we had to talk about, which was the 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 post fight press conference with with nate diaz was like everything that was awesome about nate diaz and if like if you like ufc and you're like mma and you don't like nate diaz i kind of don't know what the fuck to say to you like (laughs) i don't don't know that i can relate to you i can understand if like you're like you know stylistically or something maybe not like i think for like kind of like the average like joe joe schmo six-pack who like watches a lot of espn but like isn't terribly invested in mma i could see him being like oh he's kind of a punk and he's disrespectful if you're the kind of guy who gets mad at like football players for trash talking, like I can see how like Nate isn't your guy. Um, but if you're the kind of person who likes to watch a lot of people, uh, a lot of cage fighting, then yeah, I think Nate's like a, it's his Ariel Hawani's words. He's kind of like the people's champion. He is. Uh, so he's sitting there and he's vaping. Um, <laughs> Which he's like, but it wasn't so vaping. douchey. It was, it was he's like just a, vaping. it's an e-cigarette. It's thing. it's a uh, but he was doing it was like this cannabis oil that. <laughs> Um, he says helps him with his breathing. Um, sure. I, I think he just likes weed. <laughs> but yeah, the, during the whole press conference, he's smoking like this, like marijuana, like this, this, uh, 
THC yeah. extract or something. And people and, are trying to like ask him like actual questions that like. And he's playing to the on flight. his phone. He's playing on his uh, his uh, phone the whole time. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the definition. The Diaz brothers in general are kind of the definition of zero fucks, um, and that's why Donald Cerrone kind of fits into that a little bit. But yeah, they they just kind of do what they want to do when they're going to do it. And um, hey, I, I, I'm sure he would have liked. Uh, the win, and I know that he thinks that he won the fight. Um, but oh, I he mean, absolutely believed. <laughs> I don't think either of the Diaz brothers believe they have ever lost a round in their lives. <laughs> yeah, they definitely believe very highly in themselves. I mean, he walked away with uh, two million dollars. Um, very yeah, big two million dollars. Um, so good for him. He's going to go back to uh, the two hundred nine and be able to buy uh, a lot of stuff. Maybe help Nick with some. Uh, fees and penalties that he he owes to, to the ufc and um you know that third fight with connor uh will definitely happen whether it happens sooner or later hopefully he can get a little bit of a break and and come back so, so yeah so follow us on twitter at lowbrow podcast or on facebook if you're so inclined um you know check out all our episodes are available on itunes as well as stitcher and or just on the, on the itunes store uh, soundcloud and SoundCloud. Yeah, that's where that's where most of they're them are. They're hosted, I guess, right? Yeah, they're hosted on SoundCloud. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll see you when I see you.